there, welcome to the Food Guilt to Food Freedom podcast. I'm Emma, a dietitian specializing in disordered eating and eating disorders. If you've been dieting your whole life and feel swamped with guilt and shame by the world of diet culture and fitfluencers, you're in the right place. On this podcast, our mission is to crush confusion and give you tips and strategies to build a better relationship with food and your body. To get started, you can snag my free lunch builder to help you plan an action, a week of lunches that curb binges and fuel workouts. Head to emmaquokdietitian.com slash freebie to download it now or find the link in the show notes. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. And this one is all about moving into 2024 um, and embracing and reflecting on our New Year's resolutions, intentions or goals, whether or not you have set them or not. And I'm going to talk through a little bit about my own and how that has really changed over the years. So it is February. So I would assume that the whole New Year's resolution hype may still be buzzing around or starting to fizzle a little bit at this point. Now, I want you to reflect what was your New Year's resolution this year? How's it going now that it is February? And if it's feeling like it's not going so well or you've started to dip, this is going to be a fantastic episode for you to either perhaps reflect on whether you set the right goals and intentions this year or whether it is worth, you know, doing a Feb rejig, which would be totally fine and we can set goals and intentions anytime during the year, but I think there is definitely a lot of hype in the new year. Um, What I am probably assuming as well is that you guys already have had or experienced the onslaught of the challenges, the fitness missions, the weight loss goals that have bombarded you since probably late December, making it very tempting to jump into that classic all or nothing mindset. And we often in that period of time set some really either unrealistic goals for ourselves or goals that are not aligned with how we actually want the rest of the year to play out or align with who we actually are. And so that's why if it is February and you are feeling like your initial goals or intentions have really fizzled out very quickly, then this podcast is going to be a great one for you to either reassess and reflect on your intentions and then craft new ones for 2024 or at least also the ones that you've already made. Otherwise, if it's not resonating with you and you're going really well, then perhaps this podcast um, isn't super helpful for you or, you know, you might just want to listen to hear about how this process has changed for me personally as well. I want us to first just pause for a sec and reflect on what your goal was for coming into the new year. Um, And because of all, you know, that loud noise that you likely had, I want you to think about whether you have a very weight centric resolution this year um, or a very hard lined, you know, body comp weight loss goal in mind. Now, if you do, I also want you to rewind and think how many years in the past has this been your goal? And if it has been something that has been familiar in your past, I want you to then again have a little think and reflect how helpful has it been for you to have a goal like that or how successful have you been with a goal like that? I give you pause so you can just take a couple of moments to reflect whether or not it was helpful for you. And if it 
hasn't been, this might be a perfect time to do something a little bit different, which feels uncomfortable potentially. But I'm going to walk you through what I mean and why doing something different might be helpful for you, especially if you are someone who is prone to yo-yoing with your diets and and breaking, you know, breaking the cycle and overeating and binging and even being quite emotional about it. If you are stuck in a cycle like that, then I would hazard a guess that this is probably not the best goal moving into 2024 for you. And that might be why you're starting to feel a fizzle in Feb. Now, before I rattle off some helpful tips and strategies to do this, I did want to touch on my own, um, I guess, experience with setting, you know, intentions, goals for the new year. And I would say since I have started delving into my own, you know, personal values and using these to align what my goals and intentions are for the year, I have been both a lot more successful with what I have planned out to do and also I have enjoyed the process a lot more and I thought a fantastic um I guess example of this is how my intentions or goals with fitness and movement specifically have changed over the last couple of years and how it has directly tied to my values and also how because of these changes in mindset, I have felt, you know, really good about the way I've moved with those goals. So starting with, I guess, actually even going back a bit more in, you know, before 2020, or when I was a lot younger, um, probably could go all the way back to 2016, to be honest. My goals back then were very centered around body composition. And there was a time when, you know, weight loss was a big goal for me too, and this arbitrary number on the scale. And what that did for me was really uh, break down my relationship with food and make me obsess over certain things and retract from, you know, social events or get stressed out at those types of things. When it came to movement, movement was really all about helping me achieve those goals. And essentially what happened was, you know, I got burnt out and I didn't actually like the body I was in anymore than I do now. In fact, it was, you know, my body image was worse at that time. So the goals that I had were not aligned with the values I had back then. Even in the last couple of years, I've been tweaking this and having to explore, you know, what works for me. In 2021, I think my goals sort of shifted back to that space. And the difference here was that I was much more uh, self-reflective during this time. And I was able to pick up, you know, what was and wasn't helpful for me at the time. And so things like, you know, body composition scans and all that didn't actually benefit my first of all performance, my mental health, or the way I then interacted with the movement and food at the time. In 2022, my goals and intentions with movement really took a turn and that was more towards competitions and performance. And so I was doing some powerlifting. And let me tell you that year, I had so much fun. I had so much fun. I'd never really pushed my body to that point. And it was so amazing to see kind of where I could push my body to and how it would feel. And, you know, the competitions themselves were so much fun because they were very um, empowering and supportive. 
But by the end of 2022, my relationship with exercise was starting to, I guess, not be so great is what I realized. You know, I was really drained from all the competitions I had done. I felt like I hadn't really rested my body as well as I could have. Um, And there was starting to become an increase in comparisons like with others who I would, you know, compare my progress to their progress, but even harder. And what I would say was the worst type of comparison was actually the one to myself because I would constantly be um, looking back on old videos or, um, old numbers. Again, it's those numbers. It's those metrics, isn't it? And I kept thinking, you know, I should be at X um, or I should have at least, you know, added 10 kilos to my deadlift or something like that. Those are kind of the thought patterns that were coming up. And it really took away the joy that I initially had for that style of training. Um, and what I did, I guess, at the end of 2022 is I was really recognized that And so last year I shifted gears um, and I stopped doing competitions. I focused on instead bringing back the fun and enjoyment with training, which is something that I had noticed I had lost um, because of the competitive nature and the style. Not to say that it was, you know, anyone's fault and it was definitely my mindset and it's not to say as well that I wouldn't go back to it because I did have so much fun. It was just that things did had changed. Um, and on top of that, you know, extra work stresses had come on in life and I didn't have the time commitment. And I felt like I was missing out on a lot of like the social fun things because I was training for competition. So again, it is a wide variety of factors that played into why the fun and joy and comparisons as well had affected um my relationship with that type of movement. So I guess, yeah, last year I really took a step back. Um, I just started training for the fun of it. I wasn't as, uh, you know, I wasn't training for a specific thing. So all of a sudden the pressure to perform was not there and I could actually just lift and really enjoy the process. And, you know, I did get a few PBs, but also I didn't hit a PB for Um, or like for deadlift specifically, because that was the one that was really messing with my head, but I didn't hit a PB all year. But do you know what? Last year, like I still trained really regularly and I actually really started to love it again. And so that meant it was easier to do more regularly. Um, It also allowed me to prioritize other areas of my life in 2023, which included, you know, my job, social life, um, and putting a lot more time and effort into Uh, like social occasions, travel, saving and all that kind of thing too. So looking ahead to 2024, things are looking a little different again and my values and focuses are taking another turn. Um, A lot of my values this year are centered around adventure, travel, connection and growth. And with that in mind and setting that intention or knowing that that is my goals for this year, I already anticipate that 2024 is not going to be a year of PBs. It's definitely not going to be a year of consistent or regular training either. Um, And I do foresee that I won't be hitting the gym as often. I probably won't be exercising as often. I definitely don't foresee myself getting PBs. And knowing this in advance and knowing why it's going to change and how it aligns with my values means that I'm actually okay with that. Um, And I'm content that 
that's not going to be on the cards for me this year and I'll be looking for alternative ways to still move my body and enjoy exercise and and all those things but I am going to encompass it with the other values and make sure that those are the things that I'm putting you know my time and effort and energy into because I know how important they are for me particularly for me this year Um, because if I don't or if I wasn't in touch with my values and intentions for the year later on in the year or like when things do slow down this might derail me or make me feel really bad about myself or um or make me feel like I failed you know those are potential ways to think about it but when we align our goals and our intent our our intentions with our values this is how we shift our mindset around these things and adapt so hopefully that wasn't too um annoyingly long but that's a little bit about my um relationship with movement and exercise and how that has shifted over the years and why it is so important to therefore identify your values and intentions. So in terms of tips for you guys, if you are feeling like maybe what you had set in January actually doesn't align with where you are in February or you're feeling burnt out and you know essentially misaligned, these are a couple of things that you can do. So number one is looking at your intentions and goals more holistically and thinking about this year, what kind of person do you want to be? Setting a whole person goal is a lot more effective than an arbitrary, you know, three month goal from now that has nothing to do with who you are as a person. This allows you to focus on things that are within your control and who who you are and internal factors rather than chasing after external achievements, numbers, numbers on scales, you know, all those kinds of things. So the difference between a goal and intention is probably something that I should touch upon. So goals are often more, you know, that specific, measurable, time bound. You know, when we think about smart goals, you probably heard people, you know, try to set those with you. And there is a time and a place for those. But intentions are more about the journey that you go on to get to those goals. It's the way you want to live, you want to show up and experience life. They're the guiding principles that actually align with your values. So taking it back to my example, my intentions this year are really fun, adventure, travel, connection, growth. And so my movement goals need to fit in with that. Um, And so that might mean, you know, maybe I'm not hitting the gym four or five times a week and instead I'm um, you know making sure to get uh, to get some some extra walks in while I'm traveling and um, hitting my movement that way or trying out fun new classes that are available in the local towns that I'm in as an example okay so um, that's kind of the difference between a goal and an intention so why do we want to also make sure that they align with our values because that is going to drive what type of of intentions that you are having. So if you've never kind of sat down and done your values before, that is something that's going to be really helpful because when we know our values, I like to describe it as having like a compass for, you know, what direction kind of you like to go in and what feels good for you. So even when things get tough, you should still feel aligned if we are always working um, within our value set. So here's some examples of some bad goals first that aren't particularly probably helpful for you. So number one is something really unrealistic, like I'm going to lose 20 kilos in a month or, you know, something like crazy through extreme dieting or excessive exercise. We know that that is a major trigger 
and a high risk time to developing disordered eating patterns and potential eating disorders. So that would be something that would not be particularly helpful. Another like unhelpful goal could be like a restrictive one. So it's like, I'm going to cut out all carbs um, from 2024 so that I can help, help myself lose weight. Okay, again, probably don't need to touch on too much why that's unhelpful. But, you know, aside from being super restrictive, we're also at risk of, you know, certain nutrient deficiencies and impacting our overall health. A third goal that's probably not super helpful is anything like appearance centric. Okay, so attaining a specific clothing size because we're not considering who we are as a person or our overall health and well-being. And again, it's fixating on something that is very external and we don't have control over. So um, it really isn't yeah, in align with the type of goals or intentions that we're trying to set. Some examples of potential good goals are things like maybe we are going to really incorporate um, a or aim to incorporate some veggies with our dinner, you know, five times a week um, or three times a week, you know, make it really realistic for you. Or maybe it's once a week. If you're someone who doesn't eat any vegetables, right, you want to tailor these goals for you. Um, Or if it's a movement specific goal, perhaps it's, hey, I'm going to really try and get two 20 minute walks in a week. um, If that's your starting point, if you're coming from ground zero, don't do anything too unrealistic. And maybe within that goal, it's, you know, I'm going to do it with my partner. If some, if a value of yours is, you know, maybe relationships or connection or fun, and that is something that is going to make it more fun for you. Some intentions that are essentially good examples might be, you know, maybe it's being mindful. Maybe you're someone who tends to not think about these things, not reflect on them and let them pass you by. So if you are able to be more mindful about it um, or be intentionally mindful about it, then all your goals that you're working on, we want to have this um, intention behind it to be mindful, right? To pay more attention, to reflect, to grow from it. And so that would underpin all your goals as an example. Another intention might be, you know, joy, maybe something that's been lacking, but something that you really value is joy. Um, and so it's looking at, yeah, hey, can I, how can I make, you know, whether it's um, nutrition related or movement related, how can I make things more joyful? So for example, like I said, the partner thing, or maybe it's ta- making sure to take music or a podcast with you or a favorite, yeah, audio book on your walks to make that movement more joyful. So these intentions will underline or underpin those goals that you set. So hopefully I haven't made that too confusing, but I wanted to outline the difference between intentions and goals and how they can support each other, especially if they are aligned with your values. What you will find and hopefully what you have gotten from this session is that even if you feel like you have fallen off the bandwagon because it's Feb and you haven't met your goals or you haven't been working on them, might be a sign to just, you know, shake it off, do a little reset Sit down and think about what are your values, what are your potential intentions for this year, and how can you set goals that align with both your values and have your intentions underpinned under that. So if you would like any more guidance on how to do this, this is something that I walk um, 
all my clients through in my group program. So if it's something of interest to you or you just want to know a little bit more about the process or you have any questions about it, more than happy for you to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at emmaquark.dietitian. Hopefully just a little reminder to be kind to yourself and not beat yourself up if you're feeling like a failure or you're feeling like you've fallen off the bandwagon in Feb. Thanks so much for tuning in with me on today's episode. I'd love to know what you guys learned or what small skill or strategy you could take away and try today. Please don't be afraid to DM me on Instagram. If you've enjoyed it or found it useful in any way, I would so appreciate if you can take a spare minute to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as it helps me get the word out about this new podcast. Thanks again, team, and I'll see you at the next one.